What's good? Thanks again for Will Gill, the Hip Hop Review Podcast, coming on, uh, chatting with us about podcasting, the podcasting game in general, and just hip hop overall, some of his favorite albums and everything like that. This is actually um, an episode from the vault that we recorded some months ago. Slowly but surely going through that vault, trying to get these episodes out and bring some new uh, content to you guys as well. Um, please be sure to check us out at channel10podcast.com. Uh, hit us up at channel10podcast at gmail.com. Keep up with me at singartoperior.com. Keep up with the Almighty AR, the Almighty AR.com. And again, thanks for checking out this episode and stay tuned for more. Peace. Um, Channel 10. <laughs> you like CNN Channel 10. And we used to think that people would catch on. You know but if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever. Like, well, I didn't know that. Do it, yo. yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up, on, man? What up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Well, what up? All good, baby, in every hood, Bridge. son. Well, what up? Yep. CNN, Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Network Street niggas, it's grown men. Whoa, face, get in your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Whoa, face, get in your face. Stay in yo, place, yo, yo. Once again, we're back. This is a Channel 10 podcast. It is I, the Almighty ARR Tick in the building, and I'm alongside Singa Superior. And once again, this is a Channel 10 podcast. And today we are graced by a very special guest by the name of Will Gill from the Hip Hop Review Podcast. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what up, people? Hey, I'm happy to be on this podcast, man. I feel good. That's what's up, man. It's uh, very rare that, you know, we get to talk to another podcast. I think the only one that we had was uh, Sean Sotero from The Cypher. Um, so, you know, it's it's pretty interesting to be able to speak to somebody who's kind of on the same uh, type of wavelength as us. So, um, you know, with your podcast, the Hip Hop Review Podcast, um, you know, what was the impetus for you guys just going ahead and jumping into it and starting that? Uh, well, I was a uh, I used to go on YouTube all the time and I used to see all these reviews like uh, this guy named Anthony Fantano and then obviously Deadhead dead in hip hop. Hmm. And then, uh, Anthony, who I felt was like one of my favorite reviewers, he used to always kind of like not really show a lot of love to hip hop. And I was always disappointed by that. And then, um, dead in hip hop, they were dope, but they were only on YouTube. So what I was trying to do is I didn't want to just be another YouTuber talking about albums and stuff like that. And so, uh, we started looking towards podcasts and we saw that, you know, that was kind of missing in that lane. So, you know, we came together and just tried to fill that spot. Okay. Now, did you, um, you know, previously have any um, experience in music, like either working on it or in the industry or anything like that? Nah, man. Um, well, what we try to do is just be like, just like two normal dudes, like really just like some homies coming together, talking hip hop. We're not like on like some real nerd stuff, like, really breaking down everything we just want want you to, uh, our listeners to feel like they just two homies just regular dudes like if you hop on twitter and just kind of like gauge how people are feeling that's kind of like what we try to bring on our podcast just like just some normal dudes just talking hip-hop 
and just breaking down how we feel. Okay, that's what's up. And, um, you know, listening back to a couple of your episodes, I can, um, you know, kind of get a sense for, you know, your guys' taste in music. I know you said that you're more leaning towards, like, the, um, the lyricism aspect of uh, music and everything like that. So I was wondering, like, um, you know, what were some of your, your earliest memories and some of your earliest influences when it comes to the music? Yeah, all right. Um, one of my first favorite rappers was Nas. Mm -hmm. I remember I used to be so into Nas, I used to write down his lyrics. I used to uh, change, like, things here and there and try to tell people, like, I wrote that shit. <laughs> Just to try to impress people. That's, like, how much, like, Nas meant to me. I grew up, like, in a pretty rough neighborhood, so, like, a lot of things he was saying, like, the storytelling that he was uh, paying picture with, like, it related to me a lot, and then, like... And I always wanted people to think that I was able to write shit like that. So I used to always uh, be like, change little things here and there on Nas lyrics and tell people that was my shit. So I grew up listening to Nas. Actually, like, I would say Stillmatic was like my first album that like I really like memorized back to back. And we like, that's my first favorite album of all time. And uh, from there, it just kind of expanded. But uh, yeah, definitely Nas and Stillmatic was the where I really started paying attention to lyrics and specifically it was one mic where uh that got me into that album. Hmm. Uh, um where are you from? Uh East Palo Alto, it's uh in the Bay Area in uh California. Hmm. Okay, now now you talk about the stillmatic. I think you are I'm a bit younger than me at least. Um now I remember around that time that was, you know, the whole takeover and ether uh, situation, and I remember just all of the uh, the controversy and everything surrounding that. Um, do you remember that time at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, it's funny because my pops was a, a big Jay Z fan. He used to always bump Jay, mm. and then so we always kind of uh, had a little thing where I'd be like, "Man, shut that shit off!" And <laughs> would I be in the car because I'm just riding on Stillmatic so hard all the time? I'm like, "Oh man, dick sucking lips!" Like, <laughs> 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 like that turn that shit off and then he was like what you trying to kick knowledge and I was like man shut up <laughs> how does he <laughs> yeah, feel now that uh, black republicans came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's that, it had me confused for a minute it took me a solid like couple of months to understand like really digest what was going on because my feelings were so strong after ether in that time that's dope. I think I think Nas for me, I, I you know I would have to say he's my number one uh, rapper of all time. Um, you know I, I I definitely have to put him in that spot, and I'd probably say Pac number two. I know you said Pac was number one for you, right? Yeah, yep. Coming out the West is just just he's just spoke to so many people out here that uh, he related sonically and like. Uh, the songs he wrote related more to somebody coming up on the West Coast. Like, Nas was really heavy on that East Coast stuff. And to be honest, like, a lot of the stuff he was talking about, like, I just don't get it because I'm not from out there. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and um, I guess, you know, now um, I just listened to your your review of, um, of J. Cole's um, latest album, uh, which is interesting because we sat down and listened to it, and um, it's definitely not 
my favorite J. Cole project. But um, it's interesting that he is so different from Pac and, you know, from a completely different place than East or West yeah. Coast. But um, you were saying about how you can definitely, in a lot of J. Cole tracks, uh, hear some type of influences and, you know, things that make you think about about Pac or, you know, kind of harken back to that. Um, and it's the same thing with Kendrick, too. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to your Kendrick. Um, you know, here you talk about Kendrick, but um, but how do you feel about him? Yeah, I think what Cole and uh, Kendrick do that, like, Pac does, like, they, they're able to write music that directly relates to the people listening to their music. And, like, a lot of artists, they kind of just, like, they stay in their own lane, they do their own stuff, and they, like, just create this sound. But what Pac, Nas, Kendrick, uh, Cole do, they're able to make music for the people that listen to the music. And I think that's why a lot of their fans go so hard, because— it just relates to them personally, and they feel like they have a connection with this artist that they don't even know. And I think right. that's what really makes those kind of artists special. Right. And I guess that goes to, like, the strategy that you take with the podcast. It's not going, like, you know, being two regular people who can kind of relate to the listener and uh, deliver, you know, opinions that the regular person can kind of, you know, get into and listen to. Um, yeah. So, um you know, when you first got into, you know, podcasting and everything like that, what type of uh, goals did you set? And, like, did you really know what you were doing or did you, like, learn things along the way? Yeah, uh, goal-wise, we really just had, like, the the smallest goal you could have. we just be mm -hmm. like, let's just put it out and just hope it grow. Like, literally, like, we just trying to put out content and hope people fuck with it. And then uh, growing-wise, yeah, we've grown a lot. Honestly, I... I could barely talk like two minutes without having to stop and think about what I'm saying or having ums or like stuttering over my words. So our first, like I would say 15, 15 episodes, like I don't even like that shit no more. Like I, mm -hmm. I'd be going back thinking about like one to delete, delete our old episode just because when I hear it, I'd be like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> this shit suck. <laughs> you know, that's kind of it, funny it, though, man. Like, because I went back and listened to to the very first episode, the uh, the J Rock J episode, yep. yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, you guys seem very natural, so I just kind of assumed that you know both of you guys had some kind of radio background. Because if you go to like to our first episodes, they're like three hours and they're just terrible. Oh, it's you bad. know, uh, <laughs> you know what's funny about you said the three hour episode. Our first episode we ever recorded was uh was Travis Scott's uh, first debut album. Mm -hmm. And that episode was like three hours long. We got fucked up. You know, we were overly excited. And then we sat back and we listened to it. We was like, look, man, we can't release this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, so yeah, we, we do definitely hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a process, man. I feel like with anything you do, you just got to just jump feet first. And then whatever happens, you just take those punches and then just keep it pushing. And that's what we try to do. That's what's up. Um, and it's like, you know, um, it's definitely important, I think, um, to... I think the dope thing that I think about podcasting is um, it's like leaving something behind for the culture. Like, and I know that sounds kind of cliche, but, um, you know, it's something that somebody can go back to and like, oh, this is what was going on in the zeitgeist of this time. And, um, or, you know, if we have an interview with somebody, um, you know, it's like, 
okay, this is something that they might have said only here, and you can only go here to get that, but it puts the historical perspective, you know, together for the music that we do. Um, and it's, you know, can be long form. I know that sometimes the episodes can be long, but, um, you know, it's something different than a YouTube video where people are just looking for five minutes or something like that. Um, and so I was just wondering, when it comes to the way that you guys uh, structure it, like, do you guys go out and look for, like, sponsorships and things like that? Or, um, you know, are you still, like, more so in the growing process? Yeah, um, we definitely want to eventually get sponsorship because, you know, at the end of the day, you are, you guys understand, you put it in time that eventually you want to see some financial gain from it. But we so new and like still growing that our goal isn't to find sponsorship at the moment. And, and, uh, and I ain't gonna lie, they, they ain't hitting us up. So, right. you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It's a, it's a two way street, but all we can do, what we're trying to do is just focus on putting out good content. I figure, I figure as long as we could put out episodes that people enjoy that are easy to listen to and just grind it out and not worry about all that extra stuff, eventually, you know, we'll put in the time and hopefully something good come our way. We're just uh, putting in goodwill at this point. So, uh, yeah, we're just trying to grind it out right now. Mm, and, you, and, you know, that's the thing. Like, um, you guys are really, really consistent. And, you know, um, I know, like, at the beginning, you know, starting out uh, with, with this podcast, it was kind of, it was fun doing it, which is probably why they were three, two hours. And then after a while, especially since, you know, our podcast is a bit more guest-based, it's like it's really hard to, to be consistent. So um, are, are you and Vaughn at the point where, you know, it, you just grinding it out, is, is it kind of difficult just kind of maintaining that consistency week by week at this point? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's the, the recording aspect of the podcast is, like, the fun part. Like, it's good. Like, every time I'm there, I'm like, this is why I do this shit. Like, I enjoy talking to you. Like, this is fun. But the prep part, when I be prepping, I really be like, how long do I want to do this for free? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, especially like a lot of times I'm listening to albums that I don't even like. And so I'm spending hours re-listening to albums, trying to pick things apart, write my thoughts down, be funny, be clever. And I'm really like, I'm really just doing this off the strength of, you know, I, I love hip hop. And, and there's only so long that I feel like I could do that and give up so much time and not see some financial gain. Not that, like, the money's just always on my mind, but it's just, like, time is something I can't get back. And so, uh, yeah, I do—that does cross my mind a lot, be like, how long do I want to do this and spend so much energy, so much time that I could put on other things? But— right right now it's still all love like everything feel good like damn like i still love getting uh i still love getting hit up on twitter like for me like that's where i where i, I find where it makes things worth it like somebody hit me up drop a review i read the review is positive like that shit feels good i go on twitter i get engagement on twitter like that shit feels good and as of right now like that's that's keeping me keeping me going and uh it reminds me why i'm doing this what are some of the, like um or have you had any like milestone moments um where you were like wow like i didn't know that we could take it this far 
uh, we got shouted out by uh, Peter Rosenberg once on Twitter, okay. and I was wow. pretty dope. Uh, and I, I would say that's probably about like the dopest thing that's happened to us so far. And I remember I was just like stuck staring at the screen. And it was just like, damn, <laughs> Peter Rosenberg, I watch you on YouTube all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, you never know who's listening. That's, you know, the one thing that we uh, have discovered yeah, <laughs> in life. Yeah, definitely. Um, ben, you know, um, you know, I guess balancing podcasting and, and, and regular life, um, you know, I, I have it to where, you know, sometimes I might be at work or something and somebody might ask me, like, what am I doing this weekend? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just recording this podcast. And then you have to, and then they're like, what's that? And you have to explain it. Like, do you ever find yourself in those situations? Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if I'm talking to older people. I don't even say podcast when I'm talking to somebody, like, over 40. I just be like, oh, I got this radio show on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, okay, what you talk about? And I'll be like, oh, hip-hop, and it's pretty much dead from there. And they'll be like, oh, okay, have fun. Uh, <laughs> but it's cool. Um, and then, like, it's funny because with, like, the younger generation, I feel like being a podcaster to, like, the younger generation at some point is going to be, like, being a rapper. It's because mm. I, I feel like so many people now are becoming podcasters, which is dope. Uh, that's a great thing. It's like all these opportunities are opening up for people. And, and But, like, I really feel like the market now is really becoming saturated to the point where, you know, uh, people, I remember in the early 2000s, it's like everybody wanted to be a rapper. And, like, I feel now that with this new platform, it's like everybody wants to figure out a way to have a podcast. And I'm just right. glad that, you know, you guys did it. We did it. We, at least we got in early. You know, so right. we grow before <laughs> this, uh, this thing gets a little too crazy. Yes, yeah, that's true. And, um, uh, you know, just, just uh, um, you know, going back to just, like, the, the, um, you guys' podcast in general, like, um, you guys have, it looks, looks like you guys have, like, a pretty dope setup. So I know you guys use Logic right now, but uh, how has, like, you, you, uh, you and Vaughn's setup for the podcast evolved over time at this point? Yeah, uh, to be honest, what, what makes me and Vaughn say uh, cool, like a perfect little matchup is uh, he he's, like, a rapper producer, so he, he really, like, been trying to grow in the in that industry and so he has all the technical stuff set up so honestly like i don't know any of that stuff i just show up so <laughs> I, the fact that you know that we record on logic like blows my mind like i don't understand how you know that but <laughs> 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 but uh yeah that's all vonte uh that's all him i don't know any of that stuff okay um and you know, I know that you said, you know, the preparation is, is you know, sometimes the hard part. Um, after you do a, sh a show and, you know, it's time to do all the editing, I know you said he does all that and put it up and promote it. Um, is that, like, can that be a bit stressful, too, or do you just put it out there and then, you know, it just kind of picks up? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it's stressful at all. Um, I would say the Twitter part is probably one of the more fun parts mm -hmm. of uh of like the podcasting game is, you know, reaching out to people, you know, sometimes you don't get hit back, which is cool. Just take it on the chin. But, uh, yeah, I love a uh, fan engagement, putting out episodes, especially, you know, when you, you think you have a good episode and you about to release it, it like it feels good. So, uh, that never really feels like a grind to me. That's what's up. And do you plan on like, um, you know, having uh, any type of guest based episodes or expanding in that, in that area? 
Yeah, we definitely want to uh, get more into it. That's kind of the reason why I've been trying to get on more podcasts, meet more people, and uh, try right. to expand like that. And then, yeah, we definitely want to have people on the, come on our podcast because right now I feel like with podcasting, like it's all love all around. So I just want to just want to meet people. Why everybody willing to get met? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's so uh, refreshing, like uh, having you on. Like, you know, we we were talking. Um, a little, um, a little before we start recording this, me and uh, me and um, Artic, and you know, just like just the difference between having a podcaster on as a guest on the show and like having like you know like uh, an artist in general, totally mm-hmm. different. You know, like you, you just asked, you know, if if uh, if if we wanted you to uh, record your vocals and stuff like that, it's, it's just much <laughs> easier. And then you know, on time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely uh I definitely ain't about to have a show coming on next or nothing like that. So we don't have to rush. We could, you know, we could really work this out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've had some interesting uh experiences like, oh I forgot I was supposed to be doing this. I'm at a show. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> mm. Situations like that. Yeah. Um but you know, I think it's cool. Um, you know, the whole podcasting community because, um, I, I, and like I know other people have talked about this before, but it, it's competitive. But it's more so like we're all in this together. Like you know, with rap, it's kind of like, oh, what's this guy doing? We gotta do this and that. And you know, it's it is collaborative. But every time you get on a track with somebody, it's like you're trying to kill that person on the track. Where here, it's not like I'm trying to kill you on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we like just get yo, that conversation. It's like yo, those interview questions was dope, but those answers was even better. <laughs> 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 like it's none of that going on. So yeah, I definitely hear what you say. Um, And, you know, when it comes to, you know, being in the media space, um, like, do you have any other types of uh, aspirations when it comes to, to, um, you know, I guess being in hip hop and media? Because, you know, now that you have a platform, I guess you are in hip hop, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like you're not just a regular person. So do you have like any other aspirations on, on growing in the field? Uh, nah, man. Really, my only aspiration is just to put out, uh, just dope content. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. And like anything that happens out from, uh, that comes from that, that's just like an expansion of me putting out good work. So really right now we, we so new and, uh, we like still growing that I honestly don't want to look past just like focusing on putting out good work. Gotcha. So now, man, right now, just no further ins- like aspirations besides putting out dope work. That's what's up. I like how your episodes are structured. Um, you know, you guys start off with like a highlight standout song that you want to do, and then you might get into some general talk, and then you, um, you know, maybe talk about some things that you don't like, you know, before you wrap it up. Um, so. I guess during your show preparation, do you guys sit down and, and create the outline for that? Um, yeah. Or... Uh, when, when we first started, we would have to kind of like communicate more about what direction we going with the episode and uh, how we're going to break things down. We're like at episode 64 now. And so the structure has been like repeated 64 times. So it's mm-hmm. nice because we don't have to discuss too much. It's just like, oh, this is my highlight record. Just so like you don't have the same highlight record. And then from there, we just kind of wing everything, man. Uh, but, you know, it just comes with practice. 
Yeah. Now, when you guys, uh, at, at the very beginning of your episodes, when you guys say which number um, episode it is, and you guys, like, kind of refer to, like, um, a sports player's jersey number. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, like, straight off the cuff or what? <laughs> uh, it, it was because, um, actually, when we reached episode number seven, uh, Lamar Odom was going through, like, you know, when he popped all those uh, erection dysfunction pills and over, like, <laughs> <I said>. yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, we was at episode number seven, and I just made, like, a terrible joke about, you know, Lamar Odom and it being episode number seven. And then, like, and Avante, you know, he's he's more of the artist from uh, us two, and he was like, you know what? That's kind of dope. And he was like, let's uh, let's do an athlete number. And then it, it was cool because, you know, it was real easy. But once we got up to, like, the 50s and 60s, <laughs> like, it got real hard. Like, a lot of times when I'm like, I have to Google all these athletes, try to figure out, like, who wears 64? Like, nobody can answer that question. Mm-hmm. So when I go on Google, I—, I Half the time, I don't even know these athletes who I'm naming off. I'm just trying to, you know, fill the quota at this point. But, you know, it is what it is. When we was like, when we got to, like, episode number 23, like, when we got, oh, episode number, Michael Jordan 23. Like, I was like, oh, shit, it's lit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now we're, we're at 64. It's like, offensive alignment. Yeah. Uh, I'm at 64. It don't have the same sting, but, you know, it's kind of our thing. So we just got to stick with it. Yeah, but but damn, but like now, like when you guys get to the to the to the to the triple digits, though, then what? Oh yeah, well uh, we <laughs> we uh, reached to ninety nine. We we starting over. We figure we'll go uh, season two, episode one. <laughs> oh damn, okay. on some one Epstein type shit. Yeah, yeah, we gonna have to start over. <laughs> now, um, one episode that that uh, well, I have two that that stuck out to me. Um, and it's because of like you just had some scathing reviews and. I can only imagine like how much like prep work so um, that that it took to do this. So, uh, no ceilings too. Oh man! And you know, both of you guys said that it's what like nineteen tracks, and you know, some of you and then I, you guys did like listen to it like like more than once. So I know it took a lot of time and effort to listen to those songs and actually try to figure out why you didn't like it. So, how long did it take for you to prep for that particular episode? Yeah, man, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because what I'm talking about, like, doing prep work, and that No Ceiling too, like, man, that had to be, like, one of the worst projects I've heard since we started the uh, podcast. And so that's 64 weeks. That No Ceilings 2 specifically was, like, the worst project I heard. And it's crazy because, like, I listen to it for about 10 12 hours like i'm oh re-listening God. to it re-listen to it i'm just like damn am i really gonna listen to it again and, you know but i'm but i'm so focused on trying to put out you know something interesting that i gotta try to find these little nuggets and um yeah it, it's hard when we do stuff like that but it's just like uh when you have a regular job, it's just some weeks are harder than others. Mm-hmm. Some weeks when we, uh, you know, like Dave East, like uh, we did Dave East for the first time. And uh, that was my first time getting into Dave East. And it's like moments like that where it'd be like, damn, this dude Dave East is really getting busy on these tracks and really rapping his ass off. Moments like that really pays off. And it makes me feel better about moments like when I have to do Little Wayne's No Ceilings too. So it goes both ways. Yeah, um, that, that project was awful. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 
See, because the, the funny thing was, um, I went back and listened to No Sailings because I've always had like a love hate relationship with Wayne, and yeah, um, I, yeah. So I went back and listened to No Sailings. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should listen to No Sailings too. So this is what like last year, and then so I hit up our ticket, and I was like, you know, there were some songs on No Sailings too that I wasn't, I wasn't really mad at, but then like listening to to your episode, I'm like, damn, he has some good points. Like, why do I like this shit? <laughs> yeah, because, like, you know, uh, what Wayne's signature is, you know, he hops on other people's beats. He usually murders them, well, at least, like, the early 2000 Wayne would. And uh, with the No Ceilings 2, it's like, if you're going to do that, but your rapping ain't better than the original song, why would I listen to Wayne freestyle over these instrumentals where the original songs sound better? Right. It's just like, why waste your time at this point? But, uh. Yeah, man, that no silence too. That was that was a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems like the uh, the T God uh, Mafia album was a rough week for you too, man. Like, oh man, sixteen <laughs> tracks, and you said some of like the flyest slash most scathing kind of YouTube moment ish kind of shit when you said the only good part about that project was the album cover. <laughs> hey, they they did have a fly album cover. They could turn that shit into a t-shirt. Like, remember when Ed Hardy was uh, those Hardy t-shirts were popping? Like, that's what yeah. that album yeah. cover by. It does. And, and but, the but did you guys get a chance to listen to that uh, T God album? Mm. I didn't listen to it yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, it's something I've been meaning to get to because, you know, I kind of like that. Don't bother, man. Don't bother. <laughs> well, if you want to listen to it for, like, just to uh, hear how old Juicy J sound <laughs> on the album, like, I would say listen to it for, like, for those reasons. I wouldn't get into it just to be like, oh, I want to listen to some hip-hop. Let me put on this T-God album. But, uh, nah. Well, yeah. I mean, are you a Juicy J fan in general? I was. I I, he's hit or miss with me. I'll say that. Sometimes I'd be like, "Oh, I love that ignorant shit that he coming with." Like, I love like just his jokiness and like uh, things he delivered. But sometimes he just be sounding like mad old to me. <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes I can't get past it because he is mad old. You know, he's been rapping my whole life, and like, <laughs> and, like he was like a grown up when I was a baby. You know, yeah. so so, uh, <laughs> so eventually, eventually, time is gonna catch up with him, but. You know, for how how old Juicy J is, like I feel like he really be coming with it. I, I enjoyed uh, the last album he, he dropped. I felt like uh, you know, it, for what it was, like it was a very enjoyable album just to put on while you drinking or having fun, stuff like that. And, and uh, bitches love Juicy J, so that's always cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's um, I think. He's somebody who, um, even though he spits like simplistic kind of ignorant stuff a lot of times, when you really listen to him, he he gets better lyrically, I guess, over time. But sometimes he just says more ridiculous things over time that you know doesn't fit with his age. <laughs> so yeah, it's like a weird contradiction there. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have... go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I have a weird relationship relationship with UCJ, and like um, I wasn't like. Back in, I was I was never a three six fan because like um you know like we're from Baltimore so three six and Project Pat was like the thing that you listened to like when we were coming up in middle school and high school and um when he came out with Stay Trippy I started liking him because of like the lyricism I mean I even kind of think that up to this point Stay Trippy is probably like a borderline like trap album like classic because the lyricism on there and so like I was really excited yeah, for yeah. the T God. Mafia um, album. And I was, you know, I was telling him like, you know, this shit coming out, you know, yada yada yada, and the shit was just garbage. 
mm-hmm. was I was very I was very upset and then like all like all the Juicy J's mixtapes up to this point too like um, all the ones from 2015 on up have just been like whack I don't know what to yeah. say. he needs to like chill out for a bit and maybe I don't know go back to the trap or something yeah maybe hang out <laughs> with some people his age like I feel like Juicy J's like an old head at this point just trying to hang out with these young dudes do young things but it's just like it doesn't make sense, like, when I hear his music, because I just be like, I know who Juicy J is. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't want my 45-year-old homie popping pills and doing <laughs> shit like that no more. Well, <laughs> you mean, know, I, I want him to grow. I just want the best for Juicy J. It must work for him. I mean, he, he looks like he hasn't aged a bit. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, black don't crack, so, you know. <laughs> so, we, the grain of salt. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was wondering your thoughts just to get on some like recent hip hop um, news or whatever, were you a Dipset fan coming up? Yeah, man, uh, it was crazy. Uh, I wonder how Dipset was in the East because their their movement on the West Coast it, it was heavy. I remember uh, I had this one Puerto Rican friend that moved uh, out here from the East Coast, and he kind of put everybody up on Dipset. And man, uh, I just wanted. I just think they had like the best instrumentals of all time. Anytime I listen to like a Dipset project, I'd be like, "Damn, yep, that makes sense. Why you would flip that? Damn, yep, that makes sense. Why you would flip that?" And uh, Joel's when I was really listening to uh, Lil Wayne, Joel Santana, Lil Wayne were uh, pretty much two of my favorite rappers. Mm. Yeah, it would have been dope if that project that they were supposed to do would have, um, you know, seen the light of day, but. Um... I think um, it's it's kind of crazy now because I don't know if you saw that uh, that that uh, Jim Jones interview with Funk Flex, and it's like, oh man, that all that was going on back then, like we wouldn't even ha- uh, have even known. <laughs> the one of him crying where he cried. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. I just seen the picture and I was just like, damn, they got Jim Jones crying. I was like, oh, my <laughs> all I can think of. But I I, I, want, I definitely want to peep the interview because uh, I fuck with Dipset, especially Jim Jones. Uh, I'd be watching Love and Hip Hop, and I'd be, <laughs> I'd be like, damn, like for how ridiculous this show is, I feel like the people that be on there from Dipset are able to like be on there and like save face and not just be on like some weird old foul shit that it seems like everybody else on the show is. And it just like reconfirms like how dope I think everybody in Dipset is. Mm. Yeah. Now, now, you know, like, um, this is something that, that we've talked about in this podcast quite a bit and it's uh Jewel's is Santana's town. Uh, mm. What do you think about that song? Because I think it's 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 one of the most off kilter songs ever made in hip hop in the genre of hip hop, and it makes no sense. Yeah, it, it's weird because it's just kind of like all over the place. I'm 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 on the boat with you. Like I I don't really get it. What how how does uh, your partner feel about it? I mean, I think that it's um like. I, I remember back then I, I didn't really like it because it was like really noisy and in the way that he raps it is kind of disjointed but I guess as I grow older I kind of look at it as like modern abstract art and it's like <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know like <laughs> that's heavy fam like, 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 like you know stream of consciousness just out there kind of spacey like so I can you know appreciate it more from that perspective <laughs> Oh, I, I, hey, uh, <laughs> with that perspective in mind, I, as soon as I hop off this podcast, I will go back and listen to it and be like, you know, let me get some of that art. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because but like I, back I, in the day, I used to listen to it like, like he'd be like, cool, cool, man, dude, dude, friend. I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? But now I'm like, oh, he's just, you know, being very playful with the syllables and, you know, just doing different things that, you know, maybe we don't know what dimension he's in in his mind. Yeah. I, oh, I man. What you said so, so ahead of his time that, you know, we need time to catch up. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like people, people understood it. I mean, the album went gold, and I mean, you couldn't go, you couldn't go surf anywhere on none of the music channels of the. I guess, well, I guess the box was out like MTV or especially like Rap City without seeing that shit like at least twice. Yeah. yeah. So my favorite, um, my my joint was uh, Jewel's second album. I think I was maybe what year? I think maybe I was sophomore in college when that came out. And um, he had get on your grind like Clockwork and Rumble, Young Man, Rumble, and like um all those types of songs. Yeah. And um, that's when I, you know, really developed my appreciation for Jewel's. And that was around the same time when J.R. Ryder had those Squad Up mixtapes, too. Um, I don't know if you guys got the mixtapes like that out in Cali, but, um, you know, dips like Diplomats 1 through 5 and then J.R. Ryder's Writer's Block series and Hell Rell and all that. Like, that was just an amazing time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't we didn't really get none of the uh, tapes like that, but we got like a lot of loose records. Like it would be like if it was good enough to somehow make it to the West Coast, mm-hmm. that's where we got it. But like a lot of like the full projects, it was just really hard to get uh, because most of us was getting our music like off LimeWire and shit like that. This is before like Dat Piff was really popping and shit like that. Yeah. So if I couldn't download it on LimeWire, it, it, it's pretty hard for me to get it. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days trying to um, put together a mixtape based off of LimeWire and you had to yeah. get the individual tracks and find a, a, a like a track list that was official and try to make your own and the quality would be different from track to track yeah and then LimeWire used to have this thing where it used to be so adored it'd be like Lil Way Joel Santana Fabulous Jeezy uh, like all your favorite rappers on one song it'd be like new track official they'd just be like like sounds of like people like fucking each other <laughs> like damn they got <laughs> yeah, that was like the early Rick Roll and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I remember. Uh, I I can't remember w- uh, what it was because I, I think this was like a thing. I, I, it was some big album. Maybe it was a Gucci album. I don't know. I downloaded it and it was nothing more than like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the internet was the worst, man. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I so I um, this is something that uh, another element that we talked about too, and like the whole the, the whole streaming game and um. You know, like I like I think at this point I've kind of come around to streaming a little bit because you know I, I use uh, his title account. The thing is, though, <laughs> um, you know, being like you know all of us being like hip hop heads, there are just certain things that you just can't get on streaming. So if you're looking for um, like the sequel, like to Dead Presidents, probably won't be on like on Spotify or anything like that. So you know, like yeah. having like MP3 files and having hard drives for people like us is still important. So uh, like. Uh, well, um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I definitely get you. Like, I have uh, I have Apple Music right now, and uh, for example, like the first Blueprint isn't available on there no more because you know it's on title only. Mm. So it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying with like all these like streaming wars. Like the exclusive thing is like really annoying. So yeah, I, I'm on the same boat as y'all. Like I kind of figure out ways when it comes up to get around it and. Uh, if I really enjoy an album, I always just get the hard copy just in case. 
And uh, what I do now, since like CDs are kind of like falling off, if I really enjoy an album, I try to like buy it on vinyl and just kind of have like a big, you know, square I could look at me, like <laughs> pull out some artwork. I could pull out the vinyl, just like look at this big ass like fucking thing that I own. It's like, yeah, because I really fuck with this album that much that I want a big version of it. <laughs> That's dope, man. I, I, I've been mean to to, to kind of get into that. Um, do you have like a big vinyl collection? Not a, a big one, but it's growing. Uh, I just recently got uh, Little Wayne's Carter Two on vinyl, which is like one of my favorite CDs of all time. Mm. Uh, actually, my partner Vontae the Pro got it for me, so I was really juiced about that. Mm, that's what's had, up, man. Had no idea it was on vinyl. Yeah, it, it, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess, um, I guess. Um, I'm curious to know on the West Coast too. Um, around that same time as Dipset, you had G Unit, um, and I know Game. You know he was one of the fir- you know first huge West Coast rappers for a minute. Um, so was like G Unit a really big thing over there? Oh yeah, G Unit, G Unit. That was a big yeah. thing everywhere. That was a big yeah. thing like in Australia. The Unit for like a <laughs> solid like four years couldn't be stopped. I remember uh, in middle school, Stunt One Hundred and One came out. And, like, that shit was so tough that, like, we used to, like, argue over who was rapping which parts, like, like all my basketball team and shit. <laughs> it was, like, all try- That's how, like, tough uh, the unit was. And it was perfect. It's so crazy how the market always, like, corrects itself. Like, uh, hip-hop was getting, like, really soft with, like, all these Ja Rule records and, like, how crazy it is that, like, the market just, like, overcorrects itself with G-Unit and then kind of flips back. And, like, it's funny to watch, like, hip-hop go through, like, all these waves of like what's in what's not like mm-hmm. what what's corny what's old like it, it's great to sit back and like look at the big picture and just be like damn look at this ocean moving and uh it's dope mm-hmm. and you know i was thinking like with you guys too like you guys came at like the perfect time uh when it comes to i uh, just the state of hip-hop in general because if you guys came out like and did like a a radio show at that time like reviewing like you know albums from 2002 you wouldn't really have that much other than, like, you know, Gene and the mixtapes and, like, Dipset mixtapes, but, like, a lot of the mainstream shit just wasn't uh, up to par compared to, like, how it is now and, like, the different genres with trap, although, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not your, your most favorite genre in the world, but it's much better than, than what it was in, like, 2005. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I find myself, uh, like, finding things that I thought I didn't like and like now, like I feel like people are just mastering their craft at such a high level that like it's hard to like really put out whack shit nowadays. When I'm like discovering like with like bigger artists because there's just so much money pushed into hip hop that like I think it's just like you almost got to go out your way to put out some whack shit. You know, Metro <laughs> Boom, like Metro Boomin is like if you have them on the track, like I, I personally don't love trap that much, but like his shit is fucking hard as hell. So it's like. It's hard to have a sorry ass record when you have producers like putting out just like these beautiful beats. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a great time in hip hop. And then to expand on what you're saying about like when we started our podcast, what was like really dope and like I think perfect timing just kind of like fell in place with, with streaming. Now you really have people listening to like full albums and trying to like discover how they feel about it. Uh, before I feel like 
for you to listen to a whole album, you would have to go out and buy it or at least hop on LimeWire, download it, get a burnt CD, burn it on the CD and listen to it. Now with like the accessibility of music with all these streaming sites, it's like everybody listening to these albums now. Before, like only hip hop people really listened to hip hop albums and everybody else just kind of listened to like the, the singles that were on the radio. But now with streaming, uh, everybody's listening to everything now. It's, it's, it's crazy. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, it's like I can go back and listen to all the stuff I never got to hear when I was a kid because I couldn't afford it. Right, yeah. and then like like where you, where, what you were saying earlier with the Dipset mixtapes, it a lot of them are up on Apple Music now, and I find myself oh, going wow. back and listening to like the whole thing because a lot of times I'm just listening to like loose records, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really dope to go back and listen to like full projects like that. And, you know, like, so uh, with the streaming wars and all that kind of stuff, like, I remember, like, going back to the, I know you're going to hate this, the the T-Guard Mafia album. I had to I had to wait because I think there uh the, 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 the exclusive was, like, on Apple Music or something, so I had to wait. But, of course, I found a way to get it. But the thing is, though, um when it comes, like, to, uh, to you guys, do the streaming wars kind of mess up, like, episode, like, uh, your preparation for episodes? Like, maybe you have Apple Music or both of you guys have Apple Music, but it's on title for, like, two weeks or something like that? Yeah, like, for example, when uh, 2088 dropped, uh, it only dropped exclusively on title. Mm-hmm. And so what we ended up doing was we signed up for the free trial. Uh, <laughs> and so we reviewed the 2088 off the uh, free trial. And I forgot what album followed it up. But, uh, but like, it was, like, literally as... I'm pretty sure Title set it up that way because it was, like, as soon as my uh, 20, 2088 free uh, monthly subscription was up, like, another big album dropped exclusively on Title. And I was like, you know what, man? I ain't paying for two fucking streaming services, dog. <laughs> like, fuck it, we ain't doing that episode. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and it's just, like, just a decision we had to make. We just had to cut our losses. <laughs> mm. So yeah, stream- a- <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you have a preference when it comes to the streaming services? Like, I know you use Apple Music, but did you like Title when you had it? Uh, no, nah, I kind of felt. Um- I use maybe it's just because I use Apple Music that I'm used to it, mm-hmm. but I felt like uh, when I was using Title, like I felt like the platform wasn't like my favorite platform. Like I use Spotify too uh, before I even used Apple Music, so I've, I've been in all three, and I felt like Title kind of had like the clunkiest platform. It was kind of weird to get around, and uh, I didn't mm-hmm. think it was that user friendly. Mm-hmm. I like that it has the videos and stuff. I don't know. They all had, like, at one point I had all three and I have YouTube Red. So. And, and you yeah. see. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like, I like the Beats One thing because I discover things on Beats One radio that I probably would have never heard before. I like the video aspect and Title has more exclusives that I'm used to. And then Spotify just has better suggestions that are going to like pop up something. It's like, oh yeah, I did like that album. Let me listen to this. Yeah, that's but, a great uh, breakdown of uh, the three streaming services. I would say Title do have the best exclusives. I'll give them that. Yeah. And um. I'm trying to figure out how to get the podcast on Spotify. Like, who, what Illuminati person do you have to hit up? Like, yo, let's get on this. <laughs> That's so funny that you brought that up because we are trying to do the same thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to get on Spotify. So if somehow you guys come up with the answer, let us know. And then if uh, we do, 
we'll let you guys know. <laughs> man, definitely appreciate it, man. Cause like, I, you know, we're just trying to be on every platform, and you know, some of them they are a little exclusive, but you know, it's like we'll figure it out. I think Audible has a um has podcasts on there too as well or something. So um, it's just you know always researching and trying to figure out like what's the next thing, what's the next platform, the next um, equipment or anything like that just to you know make the you know make the overall product better and still you know have time to live regular life so yeah, <laughs> yeah. not a lot of time for that man yeah <laughs> <laughs> life is all about that balance man it's just gotta try to find it between podcasts and work and you know just living your everyday life yeah yeah, yeah. and no go ahead I was going to say, yeah, and then, you know, um, you know, with us, we both do music as well, and then, so it's like, you know, it's like, oh, man, like, editing this, trying to do some music, you know, it's like, when when are we ever going to sleep? Yeah. Yeah, like, um, yeah, he does the editing, and um, I, I do, like, all of, like, the, I guess, the curation with guests, or, um, you know, and just, just talking with different guests, or, so, like, you were talking to me, and so trying to figure out different schedules, you know, having a calendar for, like, the podcast and having a calendar, like, for my regular shit. Um, it can be a bit much. And then, like, I think right now, since, like, in our personal lives, like, things are kind of going pretty well. So then, like, the podcasts have been taking kind of, like, a backseat. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, you know, it feels bad when you have to you know, end up skipping a week. <laughs> no, I hear you because... Uh... Sometimes when we be skipping a week, I'm like, damn, this is what freedom feel like. This shit is nice. <laughs> man, I forgot how good doing nothing is. Yeah, man. And you know, like, um, you know, and I think like with a lot of people, like, they don't really see like how like it, I mean this shit it can be hard work, just the preparation and everything like that. Like, but I'm pretty sure like if they see us like, you know, in person, because we really don't get to do um, you know, podcast in person like that, but you know, we're just kind of sitting around drinking and just talking shit, but shit is kind of working. And I know, like, you guys, you know, you guys sip on, like, Mickey's or whatever like that. But <laughs> no one can really see that preparation that goes into these things. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, every. It's funny, because as a consumer, all you do, you know, you, you subscribe to it or you put it down on your other and you manually download it. And it's just like, you just consume. You consume. It's like, you don't even think about, like, anything. Which you shouldn't, you know. But, you know, when you end this... You understand, like, sometimes I'd be listening and be like, damn, I wonder if he just came up with that idea off the top, or are they just discussing, like, with each other, or does he prep? Like, when I'm listening to podcasts now, I find myself, like, wondering, like, about people's process and, like, yeah. what are they prepping, mm -hmm. or or is everything just spitball off the top of the dome? And, uh, shit, I, I don't know. I know we prep, so. <laughs> yeah, well, what, are, what are some of your, your, your favorite podcasts to listen to? I was going to ask that question. Yeah. Oh, uh, I used to uh, really love Brilliant Idiots, but, like, lately, like, uh, it's just been kind of weird for me. I used to love Brilliant Idiots because, like, these are just, like, just bullshit, like, cap on each other talk about like fat girls they like fucked and like for some reason like i just like really enjoy it. just like stupid shit like that <laughs> and like now that like the show's like super political i kind of like fell back on it because like sometimes i'd be like man they kind of don't really know what they're talking about yeah but uh sometimes I, I i listen to like bill simmons podcast i listen to like revisionist history uh i like a lot of sports stuff like I, the low post and uh Jalen and Jacoby and shit like that and like just a little small stuff. I uh I like a I am Rappaport podcast like 
and uh, yeah, that's about it. I, I hop into y'all every now and then, and uh, and strictly hip hop by uh, Chris Platty. He's like one of my uh, podcast friends. I be checking in on too. But uh, yeah, that's what I, what I listen to. What about y'all? What do, what are you guys bumping? Any suggestions? Um, me, I listen to. Um, I mean, it's a wide range. Like I listen yeah. to Joe uh, Joe Rogan. Um, I listen to Dan Carlin, Hardcore History, um, Planet Money from NPR. Um, I listen to Brilliant Idiots, Tack Stone, Joe Budden, all you know, most of the hip hop uh, type of podcasts. Not like every episode, but you know, certain ones that might stick out. Um, what else? Um, trying to look at my downloads here. <laughs> Get my shit uh, ready too. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just um, you know, sometimes it might be some. Um, oh yeah, race wars and a lot of like the uh, comedy podcast stuff you should know, like educational stuff and some local type stuff too. So, um, it's just it's pretty cool because it's like you can learn things a lot of times on the go and you know catch up on the politics and the science of the week. So Neil deGrasse Tyson, his is really good too. Mm, yeah, on the physics and stuff. Mm, um, with me, so my I think my my range is, is much more narrow because at one point I would, like I would listen to all these kinds of podcasts and it was just too much like data overload for my brain. So, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, so like um, I think like the one of the main ones is like Juan Epstein. Yeah. Um, so Juan Epstein, um, like for my little tech kind of nerdy shit, I listen to like the JM Farhat show. Um. I listen to like uh, Planet Money, which I think is like one of the best podcasts around. Um, a waste of time with a uh, waste of time with with uh, it's the real because they're just kind of like funniest funniest shit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on the media, another NPR show, and then I think finally a startup. Um, which oh yeah. Is, like, yeah, Gimlet Media, and like just going to like the whole. It's a podcast about starting a podcast. <laughs> um, so it's it's just dope. <laughs> That's funny to hear, like, your guys' podcast uh, selection because, especially compared to mine, because I feel like your guys, like, the podcasts you guys choose to listen to are, like, podcasts to stay informed and uh, know what's going on. And I feel like your guys' podcast is more like, you know, trying to inform people on different things, uh, the person you're interviewing that day. And then, like, uh, the podcasts I listen to mainly just be, like, so I could be entertained. I feel like the podcast I have, like, we're not really, we want to inform, but, like, we really just want to have a good time and, like, entertain while uh, you listen to us. So it's kind of funny, like, tone-wise of, like, the podcast you guys like. And, then, like, I feel like the tone of podcast that you guys put out and then, like, the tone of podcast I listen to and, like, kind of, like, the tone of the podcast that, like, I put out kind of go hand-in-hand in, hand in a way. Yeah, it's, it's like a balance, um, you know, because... Um, it it just definitely shows that there are uh, diversity of, of of things that you can do and still be in the same space. Um, it's it's kind of weird listening to so many podcasts. I've noticed that I um, I don't listen to music as much. <laughs> yeah. So it like interferes with my music listening. It's like oh, there's an album I was really excited for, but then it's like uh. Th- here's a whole episode that's probably longer <laughs> than the album. Yeah. So it's like you know. It's it's weird, but um, 
Yeah, our, I, I mean, we have different types of episodes, I think, because a lot of times we just come in, like, you know, I, like especially on our No Guest episodes, we just come in and talk about whatever's going on in our lives, and it just kind of goes free-flowing. We might have a couple bullet points here and there, um, but, you know, we just kind of just go. Um, and then, you know, our guest episodes is a bit more, you know, preparation with that and structure. And then we just kind of go off of what the guest has. And depending on who it is, try to get, you know, different information out. Like we've had politicians and different artists and stuff like that. And those can be nerve wracking sometimes because you, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say your guys' uh, guest range is almost as wide as uh, your guys' podcast selection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, uh, DeRay McKesson and Schoolie D and uh, Gemstones. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's dope. And it makes sense because in the age of, you know, information, social media, like everybody's paying attention to everything. So, like, you can have all those things on one platform and it makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and like, uh, I think what you were saying, like, a bit earlier, um, you know, just, like, the kind of high that you get from, like, you know, people hitting you up on Twitter, and um, I know that you guys um, made, made it to the iTunes charts um, quite a few times, and, like, with us, you know, at one point, you know, I remember I was looking, trying to get, like, the, you know, guests that I, who I thought would be, like, more susceptible to come on the podcast when we first started, and, like, no one would hit us up, and now it's kind of getting to the point that every so often we have people that hit us up about being on the podcast, so... Um, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's mad flattering, you know, just like the, like the work that grind and you keep putting it in, you know, putting in and we've been around for like what, three, almost three years now. So it's fucking dope. Well, yeah. oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, to just know that your hard work is paying off, man. It, it's crazy how, how far that can take you. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I feel like in a weird way, I feel like, you know, having like, at least this kind of platform, it kind of builds a certain kind of character. In a, in a weird way. Where um, I, I definitely understand what you're saying with that because I feel with talking to, like, a partner, like, once a week for, like, an extended amount of time, like, it makes me better at really trying to understand what somebody is saying. That way I could, like, respond and have something back to say to them. And, like, just kind of really help my everyday life, like, communicating with people and shit like that. So I, I definitely hear you with that. Yeah, yo, like, um, like at, at my regular job, um, like, at, like at least when I was younger, no one really, really, no, never told me I was personable, and so now, like, you know, I'm talking with people who I really don't give a fuck to talk talk to, and I just ask them like a certain question, and like, no one's never asked me that question before. You like, you like really personable. Like, <laughs> how did you develop this? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, now that you guys mentioned that, I'm like, wow, I'm not personable either. And sometimes I wonder, like, why do people seem to like me? <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> it's because once a week you put out our podcast where you try to be likable. It's just learned <laughs> behavior. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that would be an interesting psychological study. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, sure NPR is working on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> podcasts make you more personable. <laughs> How podcasts can help your friendship. <laughs> Man, you might have to write an article on that and put it on Medium. <laughs> <laughs> it would. 
man. But, um, you know, it's, it's really cool, you know, having this platform. Um, have you, have you, um, discovered anything new? Um, I know you said Davies, but, um, um, are there any other things that you probably wouldn't have listened to before that you got into? Mm, uh, let me take a look. Davies was definitely a person that I never listened to. That was my biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've done like little artists, like um, not little artists, but smaller artists. I'm trying to think of his name. Kind of sounds like uh, Kyle. Have you guys ever heard of Kyle? Oh, I I, I, li- I listened to, to that podcast actually. Yeah, I've never heard of that guy until you guys uh, had that yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. So like you know we we hear uh, and then like now he's running with like uh, Chance the Rapper. He kind of sounds like Chance the Rapper, which is funny. But uh, yeah, like we. Fa- like we listened to him, which was a uh, it was cool just to hear like artists that are growing. And then we did a review on this this artist. I'm trying to think of his name, I'm blanking now. Uh, Ho- Ho- Hoodie Allen. Okay, I've heard of him. And then uh, you know he he's like that in between of like breaking through, but he, you know he's pretty famous still. You know like he he rapping is his job and life. You know, hmm. and uh and uh after we reviewed his podcast. I mean, his album, which was dope, was, uh, you know, since he's still a growing artist himself, he reached out to us and was like, hey, I checked out your, uh, I checked out your guys' podcast. I thought you made some good points. Uh, on the next album, I'm definitely going to try to think about what you guys said. And I was just like, oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, that's kind of, like, the dope thing about, like, working with artists that are, like, just, like, not super established that, like, you know, when you do things with them, it means a little bit more, and uh, you can kind of have a back and forth, which is, like, super ill. Wow, that's dope, man. And, you know, you just being able to, um, you know, reach out, and they reach out to you and have those relationships, like, that's the type of thing that, I guess, you know, as time goes on, it's going to separate you from, like, the average person who you know, looks at people like, oh, this big celebrity and oh my goodness, you know, I could never imagine talking to them. And it's like, oh, well, I have his number right here, you know? Yeah. Hmm. You know, another thing about uh, what you guys do, which I think is like really honest. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they, they don't really realize that we always go into like listening to certain albums with preconceived notions. So I do like how you guys like, you know, before you even talk about it, you sit down and try to like, you know, you kind of uh, try to explain to the audience uh, you guys' mindset going into the album. Yeah, and, thanks, man. Yeah. And like, um, because I was telling um, I was telling Artic that. I finally listened to Tribes album. Like I'm really behind. Like, mm-hmm. but I finally listened to Tribes album. So because of that, I feel like really up to date right now. And uh, I liked it a lot. And so I remember like hitting them up saying, "Oh, track five, you know, this is my shit. Whatever, whatever." Going back and listening to it. But the thing was, thinking about it now, I had such low expectations for that album that maybe unconsciously when I'm listening to it, it's just the fact that in my head, I'm like, you know, oh, well, I thought this song was going to suck anyway just based on, like, the title, so maybe I really <laughs> yeah. don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that extra perspective seems to go a, lo- a-, a long way and like, like, me personally, like, I didn't even know that uh, somebody would take it like that, the way you taking it. And But now that you're saying it, it's like, damn, that makes so much sense. We just did it just because, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to hear your breakdown, man. I, I appreciate that. That's That means a lot. No doubt. Yeah, man. Uh, I thought one funny thing. Um, 
was when you you were talking about uh, the J. Cole album, that song Folding Clothes. And um, uh, <laughs> it's funny because we talked about that, and I'm just sitting here like, I I have trouble wrapping my, my, like, my head around it because it has a nice little melody, a nice little beat, but it's like, man. And then you said, um, you know, about how he was probably sitting around with some famous people who don't live regular lives. Like, man, that would be dope to do. But he was like, nah, man, my girl's clothes mad wrinkly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, like, it, it, when uh, rappers try to, like, relate to, like, you know, the everyday people and sometimes they miss the ball, and I think, like, like that folding calls is an example of it. It's just, like, I, I feel like when they were, like, recording it, like, it just seemed so meaningful. Like, it's just going to do these simple things. And, but, like, you know, living the everyday life, majority of the time, you just doing the simple things. Like, so it doesn't mean that much. But, like, to somebody famous that's on tour, like, you know, folding clothes is just, like, some fucking, you know, uh, Superman patch that they doing and shit. And it's super funny to, like, hear it play out, like, in a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, and see, and I guess I'm going to sound old as fuck, but, you know, like, I I, I, I miss, like, the warm-up J. Cole, man. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I appreciate him, like, you know, evolving. That's what you're supposed to do. But, like, he just kind of sounds like a moralizing dick now. Like, <laughs> not, like I, so I, I listened to, like, Folding Clothes again and stuff like that, and I went, like, into this weird wormhole, like, you did various YouTube videos, and I watched this, uh, some type of live song, I don't even know what it was, but I guess, like, in the concert, he was sitting on top of, like, a little prop, like a Forest Hills kind oh, of Oh, the HBO special. Yeah, yeah, which I, I, I was not going to watch, but I did, so I watched it, and the song was about, like, him telling people that, you know, they don't need money to be happy, all Love yours. money. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you, you can't be saying this type of shit, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like like cole's like trajectory as an artist like changed so much from like the warm-up like i feel like he started off like as like a bar rapper like he's gonna hit you with bars over the head and you know he's his writing was just super witty and now he's more like of a like a soulful artist that's like just trying to like touch people's insides all the time and it's like a, a pretty big change from like the the j cole that you mentioned to start with yeah yeah and it can be a bit hit and miss i like how how 2014 forest hills drive had more of a balance with it like um he had the harder tracks on it and then he had some of the you know more soulful ones where he might just sing a whole track and it's like on this one it's like now he's just singing the whole track and then yeah. another one and then another one and oh there's one hard one and then another one yeah you don't have no records like get off my dick you know yeah. to like kind of balance out like some of like the heavy stuff that he's bringing yeah but um i think um i don't know it's it's like it'll be interesting moving forward i always wonder who's going to be that that next one um because you know j cole is up there and kendrick is up there i guess the quote-unquote traditional lyricists who are able to break out and have that commercial success i guess chances is, is next and then maybe we'll get um thinking of somebody um there's chance and um tigo mafia uh, <laughs> J again <laughs> oh man no, definitely not him but um you know, it's it's interesting now. I, like like I was gonna say, Big Sean. It seems like he's finally gonna have his moment. Um, How y'all feel about Big Sean, man? I feel like he's a polarizing uh, artist. 
Um, I remember when I first, I remember back when his first mixtapes came out, I forgot what they were called, um, but he had like three volumes of them. Um, Finally Famous ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally Famous one and two, I didn't like. And then I saw him live. Um, he was opening up for Wale way back. And the song sounded good. And I was like, oh man, this is dope. So then let me go back and listen to the mixtape. I was like, that doesn't sound good on the mixtape. <laughs> and then. <laughs> um, he changed the game with that flow that everybody did for like two years where you the say something. Flow. Yeah, yeah, the hashtag flow. Um, so that was a big impact. Um, I think he just steadily improves. Like he gets better and better every time um, as a lyricist. I like his songs more and more. I think his first album was more so production was dope and the actual content was hit or miss. And then it just got better and better as time went on. So now. I can legit say I'm a fan, and then when he gets with uh, Janae and they do the 2088 thing, I think that's a perfect match as well. Hmm. I hear that. I mean, I still haven't listened to 2088, but uh, I mean, like, I like I liked Blessed, and like, I did like some things off like that, the finally the finally famous uh, series. But he was never someone that I exactly checked for. But um, I remember, uh, I think it was um, on a waste of, a waste of time with with this surreal. They had like I think Mike Posner on. And Mike Posner kind of talked about his relationship with, like, Big Sean. And pretty much, like, half of his interview was about Big Sean, like, his come up. And so I gained a particular kind of respect for him. I mean, I'm, I was kind of, kind of surprised he's still around, honestly. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Because yeah, he was around the time. I mean, when you look at those uh, old freshman covers and stuff like that, you look at everybody who kind of fell by the wayside and it's like some people used to you know used to listen to like you know charles hamilton for instance like he just dropped a new album which i listened to the first couple tracks i gotta really get through it but it's like man man. yeah he was supposed to be here now and you know hey charles got too weird charles hamilton is a borderline genius what do you think about uh charles hamilton who me yeah Oh, man, yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. It's just, like, I think, you know, that that fine line between genius and crazy is, you know, extremely thin. And uh, I think uh, he's leaning more on crazy, but at moments, like, he really do have moments of genius in his music, but uh, he just leans too much. With that Sonic Hedgehog thing, like, it's really hard to get over that. Like, every time I see him, I'll be like, so you— you know, I can't get over it, and it's, like, always stuck in my head, and, like, musically, he could be, like, delivering, like, the best shit I've ever heard, and I just, and I could just be, like, Sonic's the Hedgehog, though. (laughs) So, so it's hard, it's hard. I mean, he has, like, kind of, like, a, I mean, the gimmick is kind of clever, like, we always talk about that song, uh, The Last of the Mauritians, and, like, if you, like, look, if you, like, like, research like Mauritians, they were, like, on an island called Sega or some shit like that, which is dope as fuck. Well, it was like the island of Mauritania, which is yeah. off of Madagascar. But then Maurice is Sonic's real name or something. And so he connected Sonic to some African stuff in real life. And then they have their own genre of music that he sampled for it. And it was dope. Yeah, yeah like it makes sense like when you when you explain it. But it's just like there's not enough people into that. You know, yeah, like it, yeah. it, 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 it's just going to go over most people's heads. I know it went over mine. You know, even when you guys explain it, it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but that shit's still crazy. <laughs> it, well, it is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, um, but then too, you have certain artists who are able to maintain, and they go over your head all the time. Like, um, I'm thinking about Lupe, um, which I'm oh, probably gonna listen oh. to his new album today. But like, you listen to uh, his last album, and it's super dense lyrically, and you yeah. have to like get into it. And you know, he hasn't. I mean, he's not where he once was, but he hasn't gone the way of Charles Hamilton. So I'm wondering, like, what. What the like? At what point is it where you go overboard, or like a cannabis, or something like that? Like, I think Lupe just put in so much work that he built like so much goodwill that like mm. even when he does put out dense albums that like he gets the benefit of the doubt, and like people are still think about food and liquor Lupe or the cool Lupe. Like those albums really mean a lot to people. So when he's putting out albums that like are super like lyrical like he built so much goodwill that people are willing to do that digging with his music and get that payoff where like charles hamilton where you know for most people they've only heard like a couple records from him and so when you tell him you're gonna have to do this digging for this information that he's really spinning out like these genius bars that most people are just going to be like uh for charles hamilton nah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that 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 and uh, and you know, just drug use also. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking too. You just uh, made me think of something about people digging into lyrics and stuff like that. Um, I have a theory that most people really don't like rap. Like, you know, they'll like something that comes on with a Mike Will beat or something like that. But I was talking to my girl and um. She was critiquing some of my music, and she was like, you don't ever listen to to anything that I say, so I don't say anything about your music anymore. I was like, no, I listen, but we're in the car, and something from Illmatic comes on, and you're like, that's whack. And Damn. Then, like, something <laughs> from, uh, from, you know, I think Dead Presidents came on. So I had to do this with a third party here, so her sister was there, and her sister knows a bit more. So I go to Tidal, and I start playing some Illmatic. And I was like, she says that this is whack, so why should I listen to her opinion on, like, anything? <laughs> and so she's like, well, maybe I really don't like rap because I feel like I shouldn't have to dig for a meaning in something. It should be very apparent. And if I don't get the meaning directly, then you didn't do your job as a lyricist. So I thought that was Ooh. an interesting perspective. Yeah. And it's like, I, um, you know, I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just like the reason why we have so many different versions of hip hop is because of that reason. Some people enjoy the digging, like Absol album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to this dude about Absol album. I said, I just can't like it. It just sounds like nerd rap to me when I listen to it. And, like, I understand, like, what he's saying is, like, super deep, and there's a lot of things to peel back from it. But, like, it just feels like homework when I'm listening to it. <laughs> and then he was just like, I love that shit. I love that if it's, like, harder to understand. And it's just like, but that's the reason why there's so many different uh, lanes in hip-hop is because some people, they want it apparent, and some people, they love to dig. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think um, Raskast is another one of those type of uh, rappers too. I was just thinking about him. Um, it's yeah. like I think I played something, and you know, my girl said this sounds like somebody's lecturing to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Nature of the threat. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't. I didn't, didn't want to class. So yeah, I guess yeah. You know, a lot of times you do want it up front and apparent, not have to dig. But um, I guess it's important to know that. Um, you know, it doesn't make anything less hip hop or whatever. Or yeah, great point. But um, 
Yeah, man. Um, I really enjoy, you know, just just you know, kicking it and talking music with you, man. <laughs> yeah, this is this was fun, man. This was dope. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We gotta uh, definitely, um, you know, get up and do this again sometime. Yeah, whenever you guys ready, or if you guys want to try to collab over on the album or something, definitely hit us up. Yeah, man, no doubt. Um, yeah, if you have an um, album, you know, maybe we can all come together and pick an album and you know get into it on on, on yours one day. Hell make some, yeah, make some old dipset shit. Yeah, yeah, maybe a, a, a throwback. We'll get uh, some West Coast dudes and then some East Coast dudes that've been uh, living on the album for like half their life. We'll see where that takes us. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, man, thank you so much for uh, gracing our podcast, man. We definitely appreciate it. Um, let people know where they can reach you and uh, how to listen to your show. Oh yeah, uh, if you want to listen to more of my opinions or my thoughts. You can find me at a Hip Hop Review Podcast, just like pretty much wherever you get your podcasts at, except for Spotify, which we learned earlier right. in this, uh, <laughs> this episode. Just uh, search Hip Hop Review Podcast. We, we pretty much review like most mainstream albums that drop. Uh, our, our, our podcast aims to be like a light listen, just easy to get through. Uh, and yeah, and if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can find us at uh, HHR underscore pod. Uh, we, we team follow back over here. So if you want to come and follow us and you weird about your numbers, don't trip. We follow back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on uh, Twitter and uh, wherever you find podcasts. All right, man. That's what's up. Hip Hop Review Podcast, Channel 10 Podcast. We in the building and we out. Peace. 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 Feeling this here. Yeah, son, you feel it, man. Roll up, son. You gotta just do it, CNN. yo. Yo, roll up, man. It's a different again. channel, son. Roll up, on, man. Roll up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Roll up, all good, baby, in every hood, Bridge. son. Roll up, yo. CNN, Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network. Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, this grown man. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, catch more beef to Scarface.